Hey folks, happy Monday. This is Fanbyte Daily for Monday, September 21st, 2020. I am your host today and every day, editor-at-large for Fanbyte.com, John Warren. I'm here to shepherd you down the river sticks to the great underworld of games and entertainment news in less than 10 minutes. Yes, I have been playing Hades. It's very good. You should play it. Hey, let's go. I woke up at about 6.30 a.m. this morning to find the absolutely bonkers news that Microsoft paid $7.5 billion, that's billion with a B, to purchase ZeniMax Media, the parent company of Bethesda Softworks, one of the game industry's most popular and prolific game publishers. Also included under that umbrella are Bethesda Game Studios, id Software, ZeniMax Online Studios, Arcane, Machine Games, Tango Gameworks, Alpha Dog, and Roadhouse Studios. Some of the IP included in that deal are an astonishing who's who of AAA game royalty, The Elder Scrolls, Fallout, Wolfenstein, Doom, Dishonored, Prey, Quake, and of course Todd Howard's upcoming space epic Starfield. All of these games from these studios will be on Xbox Game Pass when they launch, giving the subscription service an even more staggering value proposition than it had even just a week ago. $7.5 billion represents an acquisition cost three times higher than what Microsoft paid for Minecraft developer Mojang back in 2014. Minecraft, of course, continues to be one of the biggest games in the world, appearing on and receiving continued support on many different platforms. This comparison, of course, immediately raised questions about whether or not Bethesda games, some of the biggest games in the industry, in case you forgot, would only appear on Xbox. So let's crack this open. Uh, Todd Howard in a statement today got a bit nostalgic, referring to Xbox's very good port of role-playing masterpiece The Elder Scrolls III Morrowind as a sign that Microsoft and Bethesda would be best friends forever saying like our original partnership this one is about more than one system or one screen we share a deep belief in the fundamental power of games and their ability to, con to connect empower and bring joy and a belief that we should bring that to everyone regardless of who you are where you live or what you play on regardless of the screen size the controller or your ability to even use one end quote. Um, while some saw this as an acknowledgement that Bethesda games would continue to appear on PlayStation and Nintendo consoles, others saw it as a pretty clear description of the new Xbox ecosystem, which includes the new Xbox series of consoles, PC, and mobile devices that can run Project xCloud. Howard even seems to allude to the Xbox adaptive controller in his statement. Okay, so Todd Howard did not clear this up. What about Xbox boss Phil Spencer? And what about those pesky PS5 timed exclusive coming down the pipe from Zenimax, like uh, Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo. Um, Microsoft will apparently honor the previous agreements for those games, but failed to commit to putting specific future games on devices outside the Xbox ecosystem. Spencer told Bloomberg this morning that they'll, quote, take other consoles on a case-by-case -case basis, end quote, referring to Bethesda's shiny new IP, Starfield. Also suddenly in limbo is The Elder Scrolls VI, a game as inevitable as it is fleeting right now. The running joke about the game's previous main entry, Skyrim, is that it appeared on everything. Last gen, this gen, PC, Switch, multiple versions of each. Now it's very possible that the studio's tentpole, fran tentpole franchise will be an Xbox ecosystem exclusive. 
This is all incredibly huge news, but what cannot be lost in the shuffle is what it means for this new business model Microsoft appears to be going all in on. Subscription service, Netflix for games, the concept that has failed numerous times for many different companies, now appears to be the only focus for Microsoft. Microsoft had 10 million subscribers for Xbox Game Pass in April, which is now up to 15 million just several months later. This purchase of ZeniMax and the promise of those major releases being on the service, in addition to EA joining the group just a couple weeks ago, means we should see this number skyrocket as we head into 2021. So what is the end game? Why buy Bethesda if you're going to hedge your bets and not commit to going exclusive with everything? It depends on what you want out of an acquisition. Sony now has to go through its biggest rival to secure access to games its user base surely wants, so how does it navigate that? According to friend of the site Imran Khan, uh, Sony was lobbying for Starfield time exclusivity in recent months, which is almost certainly not happening now, barring a ridiculous exchange of cash, I would imagine. The Xbox One console has struggled to capture market share between Nintendo Switch and PlayStation 4, and despite the new series hardware looking impressive, the killer app this time around is the ability to subscribe to everything Microsoft makes and play it on PC, mobile, or Xbox Series X and S consoles themselves. The combined market share of PC, Xbox, and Samsung Android devices represents a large install base if all services work as intended. And though we're at the very early stages of testing Project xCloud, word among those who have been able to test the service early say it works very well and for, works far better than competitors like Google Stadia. If Sony wants to compete on the basis of having a simple transactional generational model for PlayStation 5, its ability to cash in on some of the biggest names in gaming in the next five years just got extremely complicated. <sighs> okay, moving on. BlizzCon, Activision Blizzard's annual celebration of all things Blizzard, is now BlizzCon Line and will take place on February 19th and 20th wherever you can access the World Wide Web. Normally, the event packs the Anaheim Convention Center in early November, but with the pandemic, the event was canceled a couple months ago in lieu of this online event. We will probably see more of Diablo 4 and Overwatch 2, but don't count out the announcement of the Burning Crusade for WoW Classic. You can, of course, check out all things WoW over on our sister site, wowhead.com. I highly recommend it. Uh, the Skullgirls devs who left Lab Zero Games amid the controversies surrounding the studio's lead, Mike Zamont, have formed a new co-op game studio called Future Club. This worker-owned studio has divvied up ownership equally among its 15 employees, and while it hasn't figured out everything yet, like pay scale, the team seems very excited to start a new chapter. They also aren't ruling out working on Skullgirls and Indivisible, since Lab Zero doesn't own the IP and will no longer be working on those games, but uh, they also have original projects that they want to work on. So, exciting, good for them. Uh, finally, uh, Sony has apologized for the fiasco that was last Thursday's surprise pre-order scramble after their online event. The official PlayStation account tweeted, quote, let's be honest, PS5 pre-orders could have gone, it could have been a lot smoother. We truly apologize for that. Over the next few days, we will release P more PS5 consoles for pre-order, retailers will share more details, and more PS5s will be available through the end of the year, end quote. 
This, of course, uh, is after days of refreshes and empty carts and mad dashes to physical retailers to secure a PlayStation 5 that by most accounts were not supposed to go on sale last Thursday at all. Uh, Sony stepped in it even more by announcing a notification uh, program a while ago for pre-orders that did not trigger at all until hours after retailers began allowing pre-orders to be processed on their websites. Still, a shortage of PlayStation 5s overall does not seem to be an issue, though it has been reported by several major outlets that the cheaper, digital-only version of the PS5 will be in drastically shorter supply than the more expensive model with the disk drive, so plan accordingly. Uh, speaking of pre-orders, Xbox Series S and X have already begun to sell in some regions, and will start pre-orders in the US tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. Pacific at retailers like Amazon, Best Buy, Walmart, and more. Make sure you set an alarm if you uh, want one. Uh, as of this recording, Amazon UK is sold out of consoles in 20 minutes. Wow. Uh, that is it for Fanby Daily. That's a big day for news. Join us again tomorrow. I have to imagine the news won't be as wild, but the way 2020 has gone, it seems foolish to say it out loud, which I just did. Oh, no. Hey, check out our great podcasts, will you? Spawn on me with Khalif Adams just joined the network last week. We could not be more excited. Uh, that's a really great show. You should check it out. Uh, go to podcastnet.work to check out all of our shows. Uh, thank you so much for hanging out. I will see y'all tomorrow.